Good evening, Pumpkinheads, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend. I guess we don't have to do this. This is a continuation of uh, two friends discussing three movies over the course of, like, what, two weeks, three weeks? Um, we are doing our tuple, which is a duo triple, where Kit and I uh, are discussing uh, Disney Channel original movies, a triple feature we kind of mutually selected. Uh, so tonight I am joined by my good friend, Kit. Hello. <laughs> and, uh, we are going to be discussing 1998's Halloween Town, directed by Duane Dunham and starring Debbie Reynolds. Kit, has you seen the film before? Oh, only like a million times. Yeah. This seemed like yeah. a very you movie. I think oh, just yeah. because it's so close to Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. Ways. Yeah. Um, I had never seen it before. This is a new first time experience for me. What like Disney Channel original movies have you seen? Very few. Uh, my sister watched. That, but... Yeah, my sister watched a lot of the shows. Actually, I don't even know if I'd seen. Oh, Smart House. I saw that. Uh, sorry, yelled in the microphone there. Um, I did download Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm going to watch that one of these days. But yeah, it looks like I really did not see any of these. I remember the one Cadet Kelly. I remember Stacy wa- or yes. my sister watched that. Uh, but I like didn't like sit and watch the whole thing. I just kind of parts of it. Weird. Yeah. It's weird that you're only like 15 years older than me. <laughs> but you, we have such a different <laughs> understanding yeah. of, you know, different a lot of different TV opinions. <laughs> He's only two years older than me. That was the joke. Uh, I was going to say, before we start talking about the film, um, <laughs> I was going to... <laughs> this is the worst podcast ever um before we start talking about the film i wanted to talk about the director of the film Dwayne dunham and uh did you look at his record or his uh, filmography no. kit no okay get ready to pick your job off the floor because this is insane okay he was the assistant editor on star wars apocalypse now the black stallion mm. empire strikes back and raiders of the lost ark he what? was the editor of Return of the Jedi, Blue Velvet, and Wild at Heart. He was the director of Homeward Bound and Little Giants. And then in television, he edited and directed a couple of episodes on the original Twin Peaks. And then he edited all 18 episodes uh, with David Lynch, I assume, of Twin Peaks The Return, uh, as well as directing several TV movies and I think like an episode of Jag and some other stuff. Um, But I looked at that and I like because I saw his name and I was like, I know that name from something. And uh, as I was looking at his Wikipedia, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> that That's is an amazing career. Yeah. So. Uh, well, and I mean, yeah. what would you say for the quality of this film? You know, I felt like looking at this movie, it looked pretty good. Uh, I feel we and we'll get into it. I guess my feelings on the movie in general. Um, I 
had no inkling that somebody who had worked on projects of that nature had directed this movie. But at the same time, it's not like, I mean, it's shocking, I guess it's, but it's not like, like I could see it. I don't know. It's just like something he did for a TV movie for Disney channel. And, uh, you know, it seems competently made. I don't think it's like, it's not a movie that, uh, it's not bad at all. So yeah, I don't know. What, what, what What's your reaction? In- well, in that same vein, this watch, like I said, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Uh-huh. This is the first time I realized that Mark Mothersbaugh did the music. Yes. I thought, yeah, that was interesting. I found that shocking because like I definitely as a kid knew who Mark Mothersbaugh was and would have been like, oh, hey, Mark Mothersbaugh did this. Um, yeah. Well, you for the first like what, 13 years of your life, you wore one of those Devo hats. The little. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very hard to sleep. <laughs> Um, also, you yeah, got in trouble with the that. Asian American community. You always had to explain to them. It's like, no, it's not that. It's <laughs> well, and then also like, <laughs> you know, Debbie Reynolds is yeah a big star. She was on Will and Grace around the same time. Yeah. Um. So there is like some heft behind this this movie, I would say, and I mean, it looked. It looked ex- like an expensive production, honestly, like relative to other yeah. Disney Channel original movies. You know, it's all, you know, they're. I, I mean, I'm assuming that whole town is like a, a back lot, but it's like more outdoors than a lot of Disney Channel <laughs> original right. movies. There's a lot of well, set that deck, obviously. Thing. Yeah, that was one thing I thought as I was watching it. Uh, so the version that I downloaded it was. It looked really pretty sharp to the point where I mm-hmm. thought maybe that this is actually shot on film, and then they were able to make a pretty good HD version. Uh, it looked like it was from a DVD, but I, I couldn't tell for sure. Uh, but anyhow, I was thinking as I was watching it, like th- everything that's like up front in like in front of the camera that you're kind of supposed to be looking at, like it really does look pretty good. Like they put money into those costumes, mm-hmm. and the sets look pretty good. But you know, TVs used to be so much smaller that I think with a TV movie. Sometimes the background, like the further background in some of this movie can look kind of sparse, but I think Mm -hmm. it's because you weren't going to be watching it on a 55 inch screen. You know, it was just, so I think they maybe skimped a little on the budget there, but even sometimes they didn't like, you know, the town is all decked out, uh, for Mm -hmm. most of the movie. And, um, so yeah, I was surprised by that. I guess this wasn't like the first of their Disney channel original, like that they produced themselves. Um, but it must've been like going for broke. It might be one of the, I mean, it's 98 is definitely one of the earliest. Cause like, it's I one of the was, earliest, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it was the very first, I guess I might still have the list. No, I closed it. Okay. I think of smart house as the first and that's actually after this. I'm actually surprised that doesn't really yeah. fit my timeline of my life or of these movies that this movie came out in 98. It feels very like 2000 to me. Yeah. And, I well, I always thought Halloween Town was like an '80s thing, um, and I knew oh, that really? there were sequels. Yeah, because like at the library we have it, and I guess I would just like glance because I think I also confuse it with uh, the Worst Witch with Feruza Balk. Oh yeah, um, which Great I think movie. was an '80s thing. Um, but yeah, so somehow it got cataloged in my movies that I have not seen file as a, as an '80s film. But uh, but yeah, the, I thought it was pretty good. I the um, Worst Witch is. 86 and I when I like obviously I know who's in that I know it has to be like in the 80s 
but it always seems late 70s to me, possibly just because oh, yeah. Tim Curry's in it. Um, oh, I didn't know he was in it. He's, dude, that's the, that's my sexual awakening as a child. It's Tim Curry. <laughs> he plays like the celebrity warlock guy and he sings a crazy song against a green screen and it's amazing. <laughs> well, I'll have to check that out. Maybe this You Halloween really I'll should. You list. have to check it out. <laughs> We could actually that would be a fun triple. Uh you we could do that with you. And then for me, we could watch an episode of Batman 66 with uh Yvonne Craig, mm-hmm. um, Batgirl. And then whatever Andrews was was probably like, who knows? Who knows what that child was watching? What um, was it? What would Andrews but, uh, have been? I have no clue. I think Andrews would have been. I know he really loves um who's the lady from Silent Hill? Radha, oh yeah, Radha, Mitchell or something. Um, who would his have been? Maybe Jamie Lee Curtis in Total uh, or True Lies. I mean, maybe. I mean, he definitely loved True Lies. I feel like he would have been more into Arnie though yeah. in that movie. Like I was thinking Raiders of the Lost no, Ark. Maybe but that it's... was. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Anyhow, enough about Andrew's sex life. Um, the uh, yeah. So what did you? I, like I said, I didn't have any notes other than I had noted. Uh, Dunham's, uh, you know, history, but yeah, wh- where do you want to start the convo? Um, I think that this, so this, I would say that this holds up. Like it's still, I don't watch it and go, Jesus, what was I thinking? Like, like, no, this is a pretty fun movie. There's tons of cool stuff to look at. Like, like you say, the costumes are fun. It's pretty I actually think it's pretty creative in and like specific in the world that it creates. Like there's yeah. pent- pentagrams in this movie. There are references to the river sticks. There are really what was the real there was a really weird joke. Um it's a very it's a very like almost like Beetlejuice style of after not an afterlife of like alternate universe. It's also very nightmare before Christmas in that it's like the people of ha- of this town have decided like to separate. Like it's just like it's a Halloween town. Um, yeah. It's like you say, it's very hocus pocus. It has a lot of elements of a lot of things. The music, obviously, the music sounds like you know Pee Wee's Big Adventure or something. Um, so I think it it's. It's it holds up really well for a television movie from 23 years ago, for sure. Yeah. Um, there are things watching it this time where I was like, Marnie is such a bitch. <laughs> she truly spends the whole movie just ragging on her mom so hard. Yeah. And then the brother is horrible to her. And then... The mom, though, is like, like, she's not letting her kids celebrate Halloween, which I just wrote, like, one of my notes is just like, can you flipping imagine if you had to, like, watch out your window as all the other kids? <laughs> I mean, I have to do that now, and I hate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's horrible. But then, like, the next scene after, like, you know, they're staring at the little girls, like, staring at the window watching, like, Halloween go by. Yeah. Then she tries to get a, have a cookie. And her mom's like, no, no cookies before dinner. I'm like, yeah, every other kid she knows <laughs> is out 
getting candy right now. And this bitch won't let her have a flipping cookie. This mom was insane, too. Did you recognize the actress that played the mom? No, but I've always thought she was hot since I was a little kid. But no, who Interesting. is she? Well, she played April O'Neil in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Oh, I've never seen that, but that makes sense. Really? Okay, that's a good movie. But uh, anyways, yeah, I thought that was funny. I looked her up and I was like, because she was like looked familiar. But again, it was like, yeah, that could really just be a lady who just looks like somebody. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, it was April O'Neil. So that was a pleasant cool. surprise. But uh, anyhow. Uh, yeah, they, uh, I also kind of thought like they must have written themselves into a bit of a corner by like having that start on Halloween night. But then they needed it to be like in the alternate universe, like time moved differently yeah. until they got to midnight on Halloween. Um, and it also kind of complicated like the grandma had to get back home before midnight. I mean, it worked. They figured it out, but it was just kind of like convoluted that time had to move differently in the two different places. But uh, the pacing of the movie is a bit insane because when I recall this movie in my head, like if I had to tell you the story, I would have I kind of think the move the 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 like main conflict of the movie is that the mom and grandma get frozen in that theater and then the kids have to figure out how to save them. Right. That doesn't happen till an hour into a 84 minute movie. Yeah. So like, and then it's just like, it really is the most of the movie is just like looking at Halloween town. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like all the weird like, shit happening in it. Yeah. I found it like I, the movie felt kind of long to me. And I think that that's kind of what you're, I think that that's why kind of like yeah. what you're pointing to, which is like, it's, I think it's, I mean, but at the same time, this is a movie that as I watched it, I was like, this is definitely for kids. Like, this is not for me to sit back and enjoy and be like, ah, it's a lost classic. Like, this is one that you watch as a kid, you love it as a kid, and then that's why you like it as an adult. Um, so it's like somebody hopping on screen wearing like a silly mask is enough to like either scare you or amuse you for the five minutes. You know, you know, it gets you through every five minutes of the runtime of the film and then there's a problem and then they quick, they fix it quickly so that you're not too, uh, you know, traumatized mm -hmm. as a child and then they wrap it up and, uh, all that type of thing. But yes, the pacing was definitely, which is funny because this guy's like crazy good editor or, I mean, you know, he's worked on, <laughs> uh, you know, some of the best movies or I mean, you know, some of the most popular movies ever and some of the best, but, uh, but yes, the pacing was a bit sluggish and, uh, the stakes seemed very low. Like, I don't think at any point, I don't even really know that I understood what Calabar was up to in the movie screen. Yeah, but I will say when he first comes out of it, it looked pretty cool <laughs> and also yeah. looks exactly like Tim Curry in The Worst Witch when he does that song. I mean, not his face, <laughs> but it's like the he's like floating in the sky, too. So I have just like, yeah, it, this this movie kind of like presses a bunch of like triggers from like media <laughs> triggers for me. <laughs> different things that I like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely got that. <laughs> I definitely got that feeling watching it. Uh, <laughs> this has kit written all over it in so many ways. Okay. One thing that has always baffled me is Marty's outfit at the beginning of the film when she's begging her mom to let her go trick or treating with her friends who are standing with her in costume. And her outfit is so weird that I've never been able to figure out if that was her Halloween costume or just her clothes. Let me pull it up. She's wearing like a see-through yellow 
button down shirt tied over a different shirt with like bright colored like orange pants oh yeah lime green sandals and i'm like is she being something you know i just took that as like because she talks about how she's weird and she's not like the other kids at school and so i just took that (laughs) as like she's an unconventional dresser but i didn't think about it because yeah she is wanting to go trick-or-treat so and it's not weird enough it's not weird enough in a kid way like like it doesn't look like it's not like Clarissa explains it all where like she dressed weird, but in a way that was cool to kids or right. set or showed her to be like a quirky, cool girl. This is just like, what no, I think this is, are you wearing? This has got to be just, yeah, because she's just wearing like orange jeans and a yellow, I don't know what you call that, a pullover. Or I mean, it's like a see-through cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, jacket. So, yeah, I think it's just her normal clothes. But maybe Weird. she thinks that she doesn't know Kit. She hasn't been able to go trick That's or treat. That's true. So maybe she thinks she that know. is a costume. Yeah. Um. Poor girl. I also figured out that my notes app automatically like censors curse words, which is weird. What document uh, or what kind of app do you use? Just whatever came with Samsung. Weird. Only when I'm using when like when I'm using voice to text, it automatically censors it. Oh, you speak your notes. I didn't, I did this time because I didn't feel like typing them. Interesting. Um, yeah. Pretty advanced stuff. But usually I don't. Um, um, let's see. Oh, if I ever talk to my mom like this girl talks to her mom, I think I'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, she's the whole time. Just, I actually think that girl, Kimberly, what's her name? I think is her real name. Is like she's good. She was in a ton of stuff around this time, including multiple Disney Channel original movies. And I think she's okay. like a good kid actress. Um, but God, she does nothing but whine in this movie. And I mean, it's not really her fault. I think it's the script. But like, whine, 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 whine. Um, yeah. Sarah was quick to point out that she was in the uh, Babysitter's Club TV show. Ah, she was also in a Disney Channel original movie called Quince. And then she was in a Stephen King adaptation that I want to say was called Rose Red. I don't know if that's a Stephen King thing. It is. It is indeed. She she played like an autistic girl or something. Um, Like she was good at painting? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think Stephen Stephen Weber was also in it, but I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I remember Rose Red. Um, I never saw it, but I do remember... Gosh, when was the last time we had a Stephen King miniseries? Actually, no, we just had one. Didn't yeah. stand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, who cares? <laughs> can I um, ask, since we're in a Stephen King sidebar, can I ask another sidebar question? Sure. I don't know. How immersed are you in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Um, Mildly. I mean. Okay. Do you know like, who Casey Jones is? Since... Yes. Okay. Why didn't you tell me about him? <laughs> he wears the hockey mask. And yeah. He uh, he uh, he has a hockey, or he has a. I don't know. I had the action figure. I, I must I know, have know the cartoon. You, how come you never told me about him? Like he's that. That's some. If any, if that that that's a thing in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that there's like this big muscly vigilante guy with long black hair. He's like he's a babe, and people have like. Andrew has like tried to get me to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before, and he never was like, "Hey, there's this guy in it." You should watch it. Oh, are you like just, looking at it right now? Yeah, because I was looking up. I was trying to find pictures of her and April as April O'Neil, and then I was like, "Well, wait, who's this gentleman?" 
Oh yeah, no, he's he's. I mean, he's not like he's one of the. I mean, he's the main human star. You know, uh, he's not in it a ton, but he's he's a fairly good sized role in the first film. I I'm mostly looking at one. cartoon versions of him. I'll be I'll, for full disclosure. Oh okay. But yeah, I'm just curious. Like, well, who plays him? But then I'm looking at the list of people on the Wikipedia page of who's played him. Is like Chris Evans is one of them. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. And St- Stephen Amell. I don't care about him. I like Robbie Amell, his brother. Um, yeah, I'm going to be, I'll be looking into Wait. this. Well, I thought this was a, a Stephen King sidebar. Did, was that, did I get confused? No, I was saying since we're sidebarring about Stephen King, we can also sidebar again about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so the actor Casey Jones in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, his name is uh, Elias Cote. Elias Codius. Oh, I know who that is. Uh, okay. And so he was in the first one and the third one, which he, I don't really so remember the second or the third. He is like um, um, Canadian Stabler. Yes, he really does. Yeah, he looks a lot like him. I always think because he's in what movie is he? He's in a movie like an 80s movie that I watch fairly regularly. And I always initially think that it's what's his name. Is it some kind of wonderful? Is he in that? Or Tucker? I'm just looking at some of the 80s. If he's in, if it's 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 some kind of wonderful. If he's in that. Um, Okay. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah. By the way, Eric Stoltz. I love Eric Stoltz. In that, I I love Eric Stoltz in that movie. There's they make the the. Do you know the scene? Have you seen that movie? Some kind of wonderful. Yeah. No, I have not. There's a there's a part where, um, the two oh God, I can't remember anyone's name. It's fucking COVID, man. I'm telling you, um, Mary <sighs> Mary Stuart Masterson, Mary Stuart uh-huh. Masterson, who's like the girl that he doesn't realize like he should be with. You know, um, she asks him to practice kissing on her, which is like a perennial trope. <laughs> of these kinds of stories but that it's so good it's like the way it's shot and everything by howard deutsch i think um leah thompson's husband became her husband oh, really? or whatever yeah um anyway it's really good i that movie's weird but i do i like it um yeah yeah there's a lot of john hughes movies i have not yet seen that i'm like kind of curious about i feel like there's so many that just kind of fell through the cracks which maybe that means they're not good, but you know you're saying that that's a pretty good movie. Well, you don't even like one. the famous ones, so maybe you, you know, would like the not famous ones, right? I, I well, see, this is the thing though. I think they're all compelling or like interesting and well made, uh, but like the Breakfast Club just gets under my skin. Like, I don't I just like find that those movie. characters very yeah annoying. But I did rewatch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because you and Andrew keep you know badgering me and. Uh, <laughs> I rewatched it last year and I finally it kind of clicked better. I think because it to me it's not like a laugh out loud like like Dumb and Dumber is like my which I know that you know everybody loves Dumb and Dumber, but mm-hmm. that's one that I just like I constantly laugh throughout that one. Plain Trains and Automobiles to me it's more of just like you're amused and you're smiling throughout it, but I think when I go in with the expectation that it's going to be like I'm crying laughing, then mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, what movie are we talking about? <sighs> Turtles or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I was also going to say, do you know that Stabler is getting his own show? I did not. His own Law and Order. 
I watched a movie with uh, Christopher Maloney last night. What movie? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I watched Bound uh, by the Wachowskis. You ever seen that? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. It's a good movie. I thought about doing a triple feature that was, uh, what was I going to call it? 90s B-movie Kino. Mm -hmm. But it was going to be like actual like perfect movies. So like Bound, Breaking the Waves, and Buffalo 66. Um, Is Breaking uh, the Waves like a B-movie? Well, no, but they start with the letter B, so that's going to be... Oh, I get you know. it. Well, because the other two kind of are, like, you could argue B-movie-ish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, like, uh, independently financed, that kind of right. thing. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, Bound's really good. Um it is. I actually forget that Christopher Maloney is in that. Yeah, um, he's really... He's pretty good in it, too. He's, he's not in it a ton, but, like, the little screen time he has, you really hate him. <laughs> They are going to um, do a crossover with SVU to launch his new show, and that's happening in okay. April. And like, whoa, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be so. I'm not fun. a. a I'm not a. I'm, well, yeah, you know, I'm not a Law and Order fan, but I'm no, excited. No, but, but you can imagine. You can imagine what what this means for to us who have been watching for. There's tw- like 23 seasons of, of SVU, yeah. and now he's been gone probably for more than half of them. Um, oh, I didn't realize he he wasn't on it anymore. What? Michael. I don't know what, why would I know that. Well, if it if that were true, then I'd be pissed that he was getting his own show. But oh, no, okay. he and Olivia are soulmates, and then but he's been gone since like I don't know, like 2009 or 10. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, back to Halloween Town. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Where was I? I was going to say with Maloney, the thing I think of, so you think of Stabler, Stabler. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think of is the um, the chef from yes. uh, Wet Hot American Summer talking to the can of soup. I um, really might have seen him as that before I really, before I got <laughs> into SVU, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's, he can do it all. He's the f- He's maybe the funniest part of that movie, or at least like certainly like the one of the most iconic yeah, parts of I that movie. I think him, the yeah, him and Joe Latruglio. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although now that I've said that, Paul Rudd, everything he does in that movie yes. makes me laugh. When he's, he's picking so up the stuff being... off the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that attitude. <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, really funny. That's another guy who can do it all. Is. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't be allowed sure. to be. So cute and so funny. Both and I, I say that for both Christopher Maloney and Paul Rudd, and also both yeah. actually good actors. Have you ever yeah. seen um the movie that always that uh oh what is it called? It's Rachel Rice. Um that's the movie where like the shape of things where Paul Paul Rudd has to be like a real actor in it because it's like based on a play and everything. Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually it's really good. I bought that movie when a video store I used to go to closed because the mm-hmm. guy behind the counter, he was just like, oh, I think you'd like this. And so I've still got it. I just have never watched it. You should watch it. I should watch it. It's on my it's actually on my. So I've got a bunch of tubs in my closet of stuff I can't get to very easily. But the shape of things is on my bookshelf where it's easier to get to stuff like, you know, kind of to encourage yeah. me to watch these movies that I own that I haven't seen. It might be really annoying 
I'm not, you know, like, I yeah. don't know. I haven't watched it since like 2002 when I probably, when like a smart movie, I probably would have been like, oh, this is smart. Um, or yeah. more likely to be like that. Um, did you know that Neil, Neil LeBute directed the Wicker Man? Yeah, that was, he did the the one with Nicolas Cage. That's crazy. But then yeah. he also, wow. Okay. Weird. But yeah, the, uh, the shape of things, I always mix it up with. Uh, best laid plans uh, with Reese Witherspoon. And I've never also, heard of that movie. It's okay. It's very nineties. Like it's like, I don't even know, like kind of like, gosh, there were so many little shades of the nineties. It's not teen and it's not like, I don't know. It's like maybe a little bit more glamorous type of crime movie. It's this good. poster just it. makes me think of freeway. Yeah, no, it's not that it's not that crazy. Freeway is just a bonkers movie. Um, it's more like a, I don't even know. But I also I confuse it with the rules of attraction, which is like all three of those just kind of meld in my. I also met. I, I also confuse Freeway with excess baggage. Yeah, because of the covers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freeway is the superior film, in my opinion. I know you don't like Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, not really. But I also just, uh, Excess Baggage just wasn't very good, I didn't think. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. Anyways, we're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so let's get back okay. to that. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I thought Master Splinter was great. I thought he was, did good kung fu. Yeah. I like pizza. I'm really all about this Casey Jones guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enough um, jokes, everybody. We want to talk right. about Halloween Town. Um, it was funny that, so the kid who plays the little brother, I remember this cause there's like two sequels to this movie. Um, yeah. by the next movie he had grown, he was like a man. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird for him to have to still like play this little like nerd guy. Um, <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah. Um, I think Demi Reynolds is amazing and awesome and funny in like everything. And she was so cool. I love her. Tammy and the bachelor. She's like a really, really funny actress. Yeah. And she's yeah. awesome. She seemed kind of weird in this to me. Mm -hmm. Like at first, like she kind of makes these like, I don't know, like cute faces or she'll say something kind of weird. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think eventually I just kind of got into it. Like, I don't know. It was, what am I trying to say? Like not, it was like maybe a little like winky. Like she was acting like in a little that's, bit more of like an old style, old style. Yes. You know, that's her whole yeah. thing. That's why I think, she, I think like Will and Grace, I like that show. I mean, it's, it's weird to say you like a sitcom that had like a laugh track and you know, like now, I don't know. Like yeah. we've moved on so much, but like, I, I, I enjoy that show. I think it's pretty funny and I think she's the funniest character who has ever on it. And she was just like a guest star. She played Grace's mom and okay. I paused Halloween town to like watch with Lee. I was like, I just want to watch her be Grace, Grace's mom. <laughs> and she's, she's so funny, but it's the, it works so well because she's playing basically Debbie Reynolds. Cause like De Debbie Reynolds is like, there's all this meta stuff in her life where she, you know, she, you know, because her daughter's Carrie Fisher and like Carrie Fisher wrote, you know, postcards from the edge and stuff like about her experience with her mom and her mom's like this 
like famous actress. I don't know. But like the roles where she can play someone who's like an old timey Hollywood person, like work really well. Yeah. And they almost like could have exploited that more probably in this movie. Um, since she's playing a big weirdo. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 she's great. I love her. And she was like 70 in this and she looks great. Was that a thing for these Disney Channel original movies? Because like <laughs> uh, Megaplex had Mickey Rooney. Yes. That's so that's weird. Like, I don't think it is a thing. I mean, obviously, a lot of people, a lot of the older characters are played, meaning parents or whoever are played by people who are like, oh, that's the guy from whatever. Um, but no, it's not like they were just resurrecting screen idols all the time <laughs> okay. and having them come on the show on you know i don't i don't remember that anymore. i can't think of anyone else who you know yeah like smart house film classics no smart house was directed by lavar burton what was smart house so there's that was it really yeah That's cool oh and it looks like the first disney channel original movie was under wraps about one year before halloween town the mummy one yes I remember I the ads for that. Looks like a blast. Oh, yeah. Though. I've definitely seen good. this. I recognize all these kid actors. You know, it's weird to look at these. Okay, so that's like 1997, mm-hmm. that poster for Under Wraps. And this movie is 1998. Like, the difference between 1998 and 1978, I feel is like maybe a change of clothes. But, like, you look at, like, 1998 to, like, 2018, it's like there was... I feel like we must have just had a lot more change over the last 20 years, like culturally or something. It's just totally, I don't know. It feels very different. It's probably the internet. I guess so. Yeah. Everybody just sped up everything. And also we're aging with this time period. So (laughs) what's that? Well, yeah, but like, think though, like, I don't know. I'm just looking at the kids on the poster. I was just like, yeah. Anyways, this is just old man rambling. Like I Mm -hmm. always do. Ah, yeah. Let's see what else we got about Halloween Town. Well, like I was watching um, the OC over the last couple of weeks. Lee and I binged that, and everything that the teens are wearing, I'm like, like some of it's crazy, like because people wore some weird shit in like the the aughts, but yeah. <laughs> it looks like you know it's stuff that I wore, so I'm like that looks normal. <laughs> to me but yeah. then the way that the parents are like the earlier generation of is dressed and the way their hair is cut for like the first couple of seasons especially i'm like this could be my so-called life like they look so 90s to me that i yeah. can't believe that that shows from like you know six those seasons are like 16 17 make 15 16 years ago yeah. And they look way older. I don't know what my point is, but it was a yeah. but it was bizarre. Yeah. Um Yeah. It was very bizarre. Really it's good. Weird. Show, I mean, it's weird to even think that that show is that old. I remember like my I sister know. watching that and stuff, yeah. They're like exactly the the characters are ex- like the class of 2006, which is the same as me. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. I was class of 78, so just a little yeah. different, but yeah. Yeah. I think my mom's class of 79 <laughs> or yeah. something, right? I mean, that's I why I get along with your mom better than yeah. any anybody in the friend group. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, oh, so I just was mm-hmm. clicking through the movie just to see mm-hmm. if there were like things that I didn't take notes on that I wanted to talk about. And uh, I clicked right to the gag with the guy, the ghost. They have to get the ghost sweat and he goes into the little yeah. uh, sauna thing. That was, that was funny. Well, that's see, that's what I'm talking about. That's a very Beetlejuice thing because and it, yeah. and that speaks perhaps to the divide between today's kids and us. Like, obviously, those things hadn't existed for decades in the time that we were watching right. this movie. But I think we still knew what that was, and it has to yeah. be from like Nickelodeon cartoons or or some, <laughs> or something. Whereas yeah. Today, like, who would even understand what he was doing, what that thing was? Is that a telephone? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's, there was a thing, I mean, in a way, like, 90s culture was, like, really was, like, 50s culture (laughs) in the, you know, I don't know, where it was all the... like Pete, Pete even is like sim- where it's like it's calling back to like a leave it to beaver or something in a yeah. in a way. Definitely there. there. I don't know what that was. I don't think we'll ever have it again. But there was like some sort of I also think there was just this communion between the 80s and the 50s and mm-hmm. people. But it was like it wasn't just like nostalgia. I mean, there was nostalgia in a way, but it was like they also just kind of returned to that culture somehow after like mm-hmm. a rough 60s and 70s. Uh and then, yeah, now we've had, I don't know. Yeah, we could speculate, but it's just, uh, yeah, it oh. feels like nobody's crawling back. I guess maybe it's just like you get a generation with a lot of kids and families, and so you yeah, tend maybe. toward that style of culture, whereas now, like, there's just fewer family, or, you know, families are more spread out, and there's fewer kids, and so there's not going to be, like, a, you know, full house uh, mm-hmm. or, I, I don't know. We were talking about that. Sarah and I were talking about that the other day. There's no like family sitcoms anymore. Like, uh, or if they are, they're about like, like a rich family of like adults. I don't know. Like, like Schitt's Creek or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah, that's I also don't true. Watch that much TV. Well, yeah, there's just so, not, yeah. there's not like shows that are like, this is what families would watch even. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, we talk about that a lot, too. Like, what if I had a kid, like, how would I it's more how would I prevent them from watching, like, stuff on the Internet? Or how would I prevent them mm-hmm. from, like, encountering this aspect of culture? And I I maybe I've become like a fuddy duddy or something, but it's more just like what's well, like, well, I don't really necessarily, you know, want to <laughs> have my kids watch like, you know, p- pornography, let alone, you know, like milder forms of pornography <laughs> on uh, <laughs> network television or something. Well, um, I will say though that like my fam like my family didn't watch fucking Full House or Family Matters or whatever together. Like Yeah. Sydney and I basically just watched it was sort of like Sydney and I watched adult entertainment, by which I don't mean pornography. I mean like <laughs> friends or whatever movies my parents were seeing. Yeah. And then my dad watched children's entertainment. Like Nickelodeon (laughs) with us and there was but there was no like oh hey this movie you know or this tv show has been created specifically for everyone some there's something for everyone in the family like we didn't really watch that shit no that's it's funny we didn't watch so basically this actually I remember thinking this as a child family friendly meant that my dad wasn't interested but that Mm -hmm. Stacy and I could watch it and then like 
Yeah, because like we never sat down to watch like Full House with my parents, but it was mm-hmm. like they, we could have that on while they were like making dinner or I don't know, just what we would put it on in the afternoon. We could watch that kind of TV like mm-hmm. when there were no adults around. But then like my mom, like even when we watched The Simpsons or like Friends, like there was usually adult an adult with us. And then like sometimes if an episode would say sex too much, then it was like, well, let's change the channel for a bit and we'll try to watch some, you know, that kind of thing. That never and, happened to me. Yeah. And then violence just wasn't even a thing. Like we Stacy and I weren't like yeah. trying to watch like Law and Order or NYPD Blue or anything. Yeah, my but parents like me, didn't watch like any dramas. Well, gosh, my parents watched like Law and Order, NYPD Blue, Homicide, like yeah, lots of nineties dramas back in the day. <sighs> but yeah. On um I know, so I, I'm ashamed to tell you this, but um I have been checking in with WandaVision because I like seeing how they're par- how they're doing the different TV shows, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and this week they did Malcolm in the Middle, and it was one of the it was an ex- a very surreal experience because that is so yeah. that feels recent to me. Like it like it feels recent enough that that I'm like, well, how would you parody that, or how would you like? there's you know like whatever's happening around you at the time it's like hard to see the style of it um whereas yeah. like be- bewitched is like very obvious like how it's different but they did it and i was like oh whoa this is un like they did it so perfectly yeah and, and you really could start to see like oh yeah tv's not like this anymore like because i yeah. mean that's like a multi-cam <laughs> it's you know it's like it's kind of the beginning of like the new style of sitcom that like is the only acceptable style now. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they really did capture, particularly the music was like eerily perfect. Um, interesting. It was, so it was, it was interesting. Tell the listeners at home, like what is WandaVision? I've seen <laughs> pictures and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> do you actually want to know? <laughs> well, just like, I know. Like, so is it, they, they do parodies of old TV shows, but it's, it's not a superhero parodies. show. So okay. the concept, it's very high concept where the idea is that <sighs> the Scarlet Witch is sad because vision died in the, in end game, or he actually died in the one before that, whatever. And so to, you know, because of her grief and her unwillingness to confront what's happened, she creates this alternate reality sort of by accident and she's making it this like perfect life. So the thing that she's borrowing from is all of these old like family sitcoms like they did Bewitched and Growing Pains and, you know, Full House and all these different things. Um, And so it's really fun as someone who like watched all those old shows to see how they're doing it um but and so so like that part's fun and especially like i said when they get to the more recent stuff where you're like well how would you make how would you it's not making fun but like how would you recreate that like and then they do it i'm like oh okay (laughs) like it's pretty damn good yeah but then the other piece of the show is like the Marvel, like the real world where it's just like, you know, people on a military base trying to infiltrate it. And that shit sucks so fucking hard Yeah, that it's like, uh, but it's like the part that's like, um, 
you know, because uh, what's her name? Olsen is like, she's a good actress. Paul Bettany's a very fun actor. Um, Catherine Hahn's on it. And so like watching them act in the style and then they're, it, it's kind of Twin Peaksy in the sense that, you know, there's all these moments where reality is like breaking through and the characters are sort of realizing and there's this, like uncanny moments where the the sitcom cues that we're all so used to and are all such like second nature to us. Like the music will be like a particular kind of sting, but the character is having an emotional response that doesn't conform to that at all. And like that stuff is very interesting, but then you're constantly reminded that the ultimate purpose of all this is this fucking dumbass, like, (laughs) like comic book shit that I don't give a flying fuck about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's too bad. She's yeah. in like a one piece kind of unitard a lot. I don't know if that interests you. I'm not a big Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen fan. Uh, but yes, I appreciate the thinking of yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it sounds interesting, like from what you said, but I just think like maybe if I could watch like clips on YouTube of them recreating, that would probably the be f- the extent of my actual interest in it. The first couple of episodes have like, none of the outside stuff and that's when all the like oldest tv shows are so you could potentially watch just those and then and then stop as soon as kat denning shows up well now there now you have my interest there so i love her she lee and i both like she's the most beautiful woman alive but the character that they make her play in the marvel cinematic universe is the worst like she's a funny, okay. charismatic. By the way, she was in a Disney Channel original movie. Um, she's she, wasn't I she think in Scream Team? Yeah, she was in Scream Team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we almost watched that. She's like so funny and so cute and so beautiful. And then, but the character that she plays in the in 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 Marvel stuff is the, is horrible. Yeah. Speaking of horrible television uh, and Cat Dennings, I've watched so many episodes of Two Broke Girls, and I just I it's never funny, but it's just you got. You got Kat Dennings and Beth Beers, and it's just like, what am I supposed to do here? I'm not, not going to watch Beth, this. Beth Beers is nothing for me, but I also watched a lot of it also for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I would watch it at, when I was working at the Writing Center. So I associate it with this very um, kind of shitty time in my life where I was like pretty depressed, commuting home from Hyde Park to the north side of Chicago, like an hour and a half commute at like 10 o'clock at night by yeah. myself. And like sitting in this cubicle for like, you know, four hours, hoping that no one would want any writing help watching this like terrible sitcom, (laughs) trying to make it seem like I was busy. So like no one would (laughs) no one would choose me to get tutoring help from. Well, actually, if they knew that you were watching two broke girls, they might have just been like, oh, this lady's. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want her writing help. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know what I liked most about Halloween Town? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, well, one thing that I did like was the uh, skeleton taxi cab driver. Yes, that thing. That thing's so good. It was cool. It reminded me of Total Recall, but then it was also just a very cool animatronic. Yeah, or maybe puppet, puppet or whatever know. it was. Yeah. yeah, it looks it. It's funny and cool and looks great. It reminds me of a bunch of stuff. It reminds me of like Jim Carrey also. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, there's also much like Phantom of the Megaplex. There's also like they reference like children are watching Lon Chaney movies and stuff. 
Yeah. <laughs> um. That's actually like. I guess we could I could bring this up. This is actually maybe somewhat related to the film. There's something about the horror genre that I don't see. And granted, like, that's my genre. So I'm not really Mm -hmm. like I might be wrong. Like this might actually be present in multiple genres. But like with horror, there's really like a reverence for like the old horror movies. Like and I think part of it is like like Night of the Living Dead is always on TV in movies because it was public domain. But it's it's like like gosh, I'm trying to think. Um in Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween, there's like, uh, shit, what's it called? The thing, the thing from mm-hmm. another world or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just feel like there's like something about like tipping your hat to the old, like universal classics or just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of that in horror movies, even movies for kids, which I, I feel like as a kid who liked scary movies and stuff, like you would see something in like Erie, Indiana or, Oh, uh, I don't know, maybe like Ernest Scared Stupid. And it would kind of pique your interest in like the old black and white horror movies. Um, and then kind of like that's I think that's at least part of what led me into the genre. And then Scream, obviously, is just like all about pulling from mm-hmm. that, you know, the slasher genre and uh, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yes. there you go. Um, This movie also has I. It, what is going to be my ap- epitaph, which is when she says, she says, nobody around here appreciates my taste and weird stuff. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good line. Yeah. That's funny. Um, it was, this movie was kind of doing my kind of feminism where the brother doesn't have any witch powers, but then at the end he kind of did. So, <laughs> I always feel bad for your brother. <laughs> you and Sydney were really hard on him. Yeah. Well, he didn't have any witch powers. That's true. Um. Oh, interesting, too. So this movie has basically the night bus from Harry Potter, but I'm pretty sure the night bus hadn't been invented yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, headless shelter. I wonder shelter. if JK is a fan. Yeah, maybe. The headless shelter. Yeah, that was funny. That was yeah. the one that made me go, oh, wow, that's a very weird uh, little Halloween horror joke. You know, because like yeah. so many of these kind, like a kid Halloween movie is going to be like a lot of puns yeah. and stuff. And that's like a very inventive one. <laughs> and it was funny, too. Like, it, it definitely I chuckled at that. There were, yes. there were a few little moments where I was like, oh, that's a good line. That's, yeah. you know, uh, clever stuff. So let's see. Do you have many? Do you have any more notes? That's the end of my notes. Okay. Let's do a compare and contrast between okay. this and Hocus Pocus. Okay. So I think it's probably safe to say Hocus Pocus you find to be the superior film. Very safe to say yes. Okay. So let's see here. Because I feel like that's the movie I thought of most when I was watching this. Mm-hmm. Although that is funny. I didn't even really make the Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween Town like connect. I don't know. Just didn't click. Because uh, that's what it's called in Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Yes. Yeah, Halloween Town. Okay, um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Is, is there is there anything in that podcast wise? I feel like we talked about so many other things during this episode. Okay, this is very know. specific, and it's it's. I don't know if it will work, but there, I'll I'll be able to explain it ex- perfectly. But okay, so when I was a kid, my Halloween costumes were always 
pretty elaborate. Like either they were made by my mom. Well, they were. We usually there was only really one year that I can remember that I like bought a costume from the Halloween store. But for the most part, my costumes were made by my mom and they got like I was obsessed with Halloween. I would like design. I would plan my costume and like how we were going to decorate the house. I draw like pictures all year long of like what yeah. I was going to do. And <laughs> they were pretty elaborate for like kid costumes sometimes. Um, and it always struck me in Hocus Pocus, even as a little kid, that what um, Danny wears the whole time is basically normal clothes but with like a hat and then like a witch kind of coat thing. But it basically looks like a cute little dress as opposed to being like a full-blown Halloween costume. Yeah. And in this movie, there's a similar thing where when Marnie is kind of like dresses up like a witch, she just kind of puts on like a, a flowy coat type thing. Yeah. As opposed to like a costume. And I was like, what is this that like, these sort of like preteen girls not wanting to <laughs> like not wearing real witch costumes. You yeah, know, that is kind of odd. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if that was like. I mean, if it's the protagonist of the film, maybe they just didn't want to make it like they're covered up the whole time or. Well, I mean, it happened. Uh, yeah, it happened in, in fun size too. Remember, which is like I that's active. They're high school students. so It's a little different. But yeah, where where she just was like, I just want to wear like normal clothes. I'm like, it's Halloween, and you're also in a movie. Like, why? <laughs> like, why? Why is your costume so boring? But I do think that Debbie Reynolds is. There's like a these movies are I don't know what four or five years apart, but they the when they're walking around the town and there's all the there's like hay bales and pumpkins and shit. Everywhere I'm like, this looks very much like Hocus Pocus. They're also the part where they go to that like, there's like a fancy house behind a gate, and that kind of looks like, um, the love interest's house yeah. from Hocus Pocus. Um, although this movie was shot in Oregon, actually. Like, I saw that, yeah, when I was watching the yeah. credits at the end. But there kind of looks a little bit East Coasty, um, and just I don't know. The kids, I think the probably the biggest comparison to Hocus Pocus is that the part where the kids, all the parents are like hypnotized, basically, and then the kids have to run around and try to figure out a way to defeat the the villain by themselves. Yeah. Without any help from the parents. And the yeah. fact that everyone's like bewitched in a way to not believe them and like treat them like shit too like they try to get help from quote-unquote adults and they end up being like evil <laughs> or something yeah. or like temporarily evil yeah yeah i feel like yeah there's enough similarities where it's like hocus pocus was probably the blueprint for this mm -hmm. uh but this is obviously a much milder probably for a younger audience kind of movie yeah um but uh but yeah Plus, you don't really have like the witches aren't quite as I mean, they're nowhere near as wild. Like the even the main villain is like nothing like the the Hocus Pocus trio. So. What yeah. are they called? The what sisters? Sanderson. Sanderson sisters. OK. But OK. Well, yeah, that was really like as far as things I could think to talk about. I did enjoy the film. I just I didn't I should have taken notes while I was watching it. And then I just didn't really like. Feel any like pressing things to talk about with it. Like I think it was 
perfectly competent story. It was pleasant. The cast was pretty. Although I think, yeah, like we said, the characters were like the the main girl was kind of bratty and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they were just very the family was very antagonistic to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Although also, also mm-hmm. they never really touched on the dad. I was just thinking that. Okay. That they that like yeah, there's there's no and then there's I think the movie always like I think the movie fooled me with the bad guy because they have the backstory of him and the mom. And it's so surprising that they would like they so seem like they're going toward, oh, this single mom is gonna like the thing that's gonna get her to embrace Halloween town is that she's gonna like fall in love with this guy from her past who reminds yeah. her and then it's like oh no he's the bad guy and like that yeah. was shocking <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was kind of odd maybe they wrap that up in uh, halloween 2 calabar's revenge yeah there's also halloween town high sarah paxton is in one of them isn't she yeah she's in halloween town high okay yeah maybe i'll have to catch up with the whole series well, i they don't really Zenon- remember the third one there's uh, two Xenon movies. I didn't know that. Oh, there's yeah. There's three. There's three? Yeah, it says there's Xenon, the sequel, and then there's Xenon Z3. I've definitely seen the sequel. I don't think I've seen Z3. I feel like Stacy and I used to make that joke a lot. We would call like any movie. There's like, that's the sequel. The sequel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was our version of everybody slapping electric boogaloo at the end of every sequel <laughs> we like to say to put two like now to see three we said that now you see me and then oh. now now you see me two should be now to see me and then if they did a third one it should be now now to see three i still don't understand why we're not in charge of hollywood it really is crazy i just don't know if does everyone feel that way does everyone feel like they could fix any movie i don't think most people care no, you know, what I realized as I grew up is I should have tried harder uh, to get in the biz or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I thought I just took it for granted that everybody must love movies and be obsessed with yeah. movies. But, like, as I've grown up, I realized that most people don't give a shit about movies and that I have no other interests. And so I'm just going to spend my life not working on movies. Like, it's not like I'm going to find some other career. It's just going to be like, oh, I just I didn't write movies. So that's that was it. I should have just pressed harder. I shouldn't have gone to school in Kansas. I should have just moved out to California and started like but you hate california uh, you know you got it maybe i could have moved to toronto i bet that would have been more fun yeah because you know, they shoot so many movies there or georgia i actually did want to move to georgia when i was in high school you could work but, for tyler uh, perry studio yeah i mean i would love to just work on anything like you know mm-hmm. hold the microphone you know, lube up the actresses in between their uh, yeah. porno shoots or That's a job. actors. I'm not picky. I'm an open mind. Yeah, you know, they got <laughs> somebody's got to lube them up. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but you won't fluff, right? I'm not saying I'm above anything, Kit. I'm saying okay. I'm desperate for it. Anything new... to get near the movies. Yeah, you got to be in the pictures. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, maybe one of these days I'll. Uh, send in my rock screenplay to the right person or something <laughs> <laughs> of course if i ever get into business these podcasts will immediately eliminate me i'll get canceled i know well you'll have we'll have to take them down hopefully yeah and then i'll be the only one who can blackmail you yeah 
Well, I'll bring you into the industry for sure. Okay, cool. They'll be like, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, hey, Fluffer, who should we put in charge of Sony Pictures? And I'll be like, <laughs> I've got just the lady. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I guess we're done for yeah. Halloween Town. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Please join us next week for your regularly scheduled podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us also for this special bonus triple. Um, I think we kind of, kind of, uh, you know, maybe dropped the Halloween, the third episode, but I feel like the other two episodes are pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, slow motion triple feature was recorded inside of a big pumpkin. Special thanks to our producer, <laughs> Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slow motion triple at gmail.com. <laughs> big pumpkin. Hooray for- <laughs>